and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry every week. I am Nick Axelrod Welk, joined as always by the lovely, the charismatic, the ever delightful Miss Diamond Creek Bomb. Hello. So she's giving us a little shimmy. I this might just be a hot way to begin, but I feel like I we've got a scoop. <laughs> and far be it for us to bury the lead, right? Do it. I didn't. Okay. So is this a real scoop? You're the one that connected I, I mean, these dots. I mean, it's been reported, but like, I don't think within our industry, like it's, it's all coming together in like a crazy way. Okay. I'm going to try to get this right. I have, I'm currently arranging to have a lawyer, um, a California bar certified lawyer on the podcast at some point soon, just to. Oh my God. You're, you're to, sentence tracking it. <laughs> yes. To fact check us, but. Okay, hear me out. Side note, before I get into this scoop, if you can hear my child, we have closed all the doors to my recording studio, a.k.a. <laughs> She's the like, Dad <laughs> won't shut the fuck up about um, Johnny Depp and Amber. We can just hear her a little bit. Just let it be sort of texture for the podcast. Anyway, as I was saying, Johnny Depp is currently in a defamation trial that he brought against Amber Heard for an article that she wrote, an op-ed for the Washington Post, which is why it's happening in Virginia, the case. Johnny Depp's lawyer up until 2020 was a guy named Adam Waldman. And Adam Waldman is a Washington-based lawyer. He was actually thrown off the case by the judge in the case because he was basically revealing confidential information to the press. I sent you some articles, Miss Kriegbaum. I appreciate the help because you know that I'm always logged out of all of my subscriber like <laughs> media accounts. So what Nick did was he took photos of his computer screen, but that resulted <laughs> in the wavy line. So I actually couldn't really read <laughs> okay. anything he sent me. So essentially this guy, Adam Waldman, is by various accounts sort of like a Svengali-esque figure in Johnny Depp's life. He is perhaps the reason he left his very longtime agent several years ago. He is, quote, the chief architect behind Johnny Depp's, like, just sue everyone strategy. His background, Mr. Waldman's background, is that he's had clients including Russian oligarchs and allegedly Julian Assange. And this was the one line... Of the article that got me going. <laughs> Adam Waldman is married to Berlin-based jet setter and luxury skincare entrepreneur Barbara Sturm. Nick, <laughs> I have to say I was skeptical at best, slightly irritated at worst, that we kept on talking about this on the podcast. And then here we are. Here we not are. Only, <laughs> not only one direct tie to the beauty industry. In and we'll get to the news, second. And we'll get we, to the second. We'll get to the second. Was he also a podiatrist turned skincare entrepreneur or is that <laughs> just Barbara? Barbara was an orthopedic surgeon or something in Germany turned skincare entrepreneur. But I guess she was like studying inflammation or part of her like research and practice was about inflammation in the body. So I kind of allow her the skincare expertise because of that. However, I've never liked her products. And I know that she's Wait, had a very- Wait, he runs, he runs. Yes. <laughs> the company. He's the chief executive of Barbara Sturm. So the chief executive of Barbara Sturm is also Johnny Depp's like <laughs> personal lawyer slash 
Like the Rudy Giuliani to Trump is Adam Waldman to Johnny Depp. He is the reason many believe that Johnny Depp is like having these public lawsuits, like willing to like do all these things that he's doing. He met Waldman through a Saudi Arabian prince, Abdulaziz bin Salman, who's the country's powerful minister of energy in 2016. This is so random, but also so predictable. (laughs) (laughs) After he met this guy, Adam Waldman, he allegedly cut out most of his inner circle. And that's when he severed ties with his agent, Tracy Jacobs, after three decades. He bad veganed him? Yep. Well, allegedly bad veganed him. But Waldman also was the one who helped him sue his business manager for failing to pay his taxes and his entertainment lawyer for decades for $50 million for malpractice. And this is according to a report in Vanity Fair. I was also cross-checking it with another article in The Hollywood Reporter. But anyway... TLDR, the chief executive of Barbara Sturm and Barbara Sturm's husband is Johnny Depp's like crazy scorched earth attorney who got kicked off of this case because he was leaking confidential materials about Amber Heard to the press. And he's represented Russian oligarchs with ties to Putin. Nick, this is, I mean... I guess we can kiss our free four hundred dollar hyaluronic. Yeah, we're serum not getting. Goodbye. We're not getting yet. We're not getting any sun drops anytime soon. I know. Nick. Wait, this is also breaking news. Before Adam Waldman, Barbara Sturm was married to Hollywood actor George Hamilton. What? Are you kidding me? I googled Barbara Sturm husband, and on Alame stock photos, the it's her and. Hollywood actor George Hamilton and his partner Barbara Sturm pose in Dusseldorf, Germany in July 2009 as he receives George Hamilton is like the super tan one, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Known for The Godfather Part 3, Rough Riders. This guy is prolific. He's been in everything. You'll if you if you Google him. Yeah, he's the birthmark. He's like super, super, super tan. They were married. Also, Imelda Mark. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No judgment. I trust me. I'm not passing judgment on dating older men. But this. Okay. In ni- <laughs> hold on, hold on. I have one more piece of information. Let's hear it. Have you heard of Imelda Marcos? She uh, is the shoe. Yes, she was the wife of the former Philippine president and dictator Ferdinand Marcos. Yeah, she had like an insane shoe collection, lived quite extravagantly while like, you know, the country was not living like that. Imelda Marcos, this is according to the AP in 1990, allegedly funneled $12 million out of the Philippines through the actor George Hamilton. This is we're untangling a huge. Where is this going, Nick? What are we? I don't know. George Hamilton received a $6 million loan, $4 million of which was secured by his estate in Benedict Canyon from Antonio O. Floriendo, a Marcos confidant. And then he undertook extensive remodeling of the home and Mrs. Marcos instructed Floriendo to transfer the mortgage on the house to a shell corporation in 84. The shell corporation was a secret entity used by the Marcoses to funnel money to Hamilton. Holy shit. Nick, I'm afraid we know too much at this point. We do. Honestly, like, 
you, our readers, as our witnesses, if we go missing, we didn't go missing. I didn't kill myself. Annie, did I'm you? De- I am not depressed. Well, I'm you not guys depressed. Know I'm depressed. I don't but even. <laughs> I've been taking all of my medication. Seriously, I don't like I'm to actually go on very boats. happy. And- no, I'm not getting on any boats. I'm scared of heights. So, okay. George Hamilton has had some sketchy acquaintance bedfellows and, and ladies throughout his history. For the record, I am not calling anyone from the Sturm organization <laughs> sketchy. No, I'm saying Imelda Marcos and her like <laughs> dictator husband are sketchy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he dated Barbara Sturm. And then Barbara Sturm dated this lawyer who has represented oligarchs who are very close to Putin, Julian Assange, allegedly, and now Johnny Depp. He's basically helped, allegedly, cut Johnny from all of his friends and, like, persuade him to, like, do all these lawsuits. Anyway, it should be a segment, and I've decided it should be called Law and Order. How else could the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard case be tied to the beauty industry? Why else are we talking about this? Annie? I love whoever is on Milani Cosmetics marketing department slash social media team slash God knows who else at the company was decided this was something they <laughs> a would post. A good post. idea. <laughs> No, it, I mean, listen. It was a good idea, but like, it was can you imagine good- being at like a corporate beauty company and being like, we're going to post this thing that's disproving a statement made by Amber Heard's attorney? I, and actually, I can't imagine <laughs> being at a corporate company and then wanting to post something batshit crazy where you're like, please don't. I mean, I guess it's like any press is good press and they, you know, they are on the side of truth, right? True. Basically, Amber Heard... As part of her evidence that she had been abused, they presented a color-correcting concealer quad made by Bellani Cosmetics with the commentary that it was something that she carried around in her purse at all times. And the quote was, quote, this is what she used, Heard's attorney, J. Ben Rottenborn said. She became very adept at it. You're going to hear the testimony from Amber about how she had to mix the different colors for the different days of the bruises as they developed in the different coloring and how she would use these to touch up those to be able to cover those. And he was holding... The compact with the gold letters, Milani, very visible on the front of the product, and then take it away. So, you know, of course, with everyone, beauty junkies especially, Nick Axelrod-Welt, case in point, (laughs) watching all the goings on of the trial, a lot of Milani cosmetics fans, customers, immediately contacted the brand, I guess had been tagging them and saying like, spill the deets. You guys are like being used as a piece of evidence in Johnny Depp's court case. And Milani Cosmetics took to their official brand TikTok account and posted a video contradicting all of this. And they said, you asked us, let the record show that our correcting kit launched in 2017, which conflicts with the fact that her divorce happened in 2016. So all of this, her carrying the cosmetic around in her purse to cover her bruises in great detail. That couldn't have happened because the concealer palette came out after their divorce ended. Beauty is everywhere. Just open your eyes. That's one thing we can take away from all of this. This trial gets more and more complicated and weird and upsetting. Now that we've done Law & Order, we should do Top Stories. 
Would you buy, I mean, this seems like actually a really good deal. Estee Lauder's former South of France playground in Cannes just went up on the market for $9.25 million. And it's a Belle Epoque style compound from the 1920s. It's very French, you know, white with blue shutters, 4,300 square feet. It's really beautiful. But what's kind of funny about it, this was built in the 20s in Cannes, but it's like, it almost looks like it could be in like Southern California, like a little bit Orange County-ish. But, you know, if you want to buy a piece of history, a piece of beauty history, this might be it. Yeah, $9 million. Seems like a steal. And according to this New York Post article, the estate's broker says that the grounds are super low maintenance. <laughs> because it's like mostly a pool. It doesn't even look like it's that Because you pay people grounds. to do it. If oh, you're true, like a $9 true, million true, house. true, true, true. So this was another thing that made us laugh, which is a mere weeks after launching Scarlett Johansson's brand, The Outset, debuted at Sephora. Wait, but why does that bother you a mere weeks after launching? It doesn't. Oh, oh. Well, because they made a big deal about launching direct-to-consumer. And now they're mm-hmm. going into the biggest luxury retailer in beauty. Which you would have had to have planned for like over a year yes. to do. Okay. But in a Women's Wear Daily report, a few things stood out to me. One is that the products were supposed to have drawn inspiration from French pharmacy products, which I think we both know feels a little like well-worn territory to be like launching the perfect like homeoplasmine and the perfect, <laughs> what's the cream? Oh, Embryolis. Embryolis and the, what's Bioderma. the water? Bioderma, Creoline, yeah, yeah. But then this is the the thing that I think is so weird. They keep on talking about how the value proposition is meant to stand alone from its co-founder's fame. We see ourselves as an indie brand with a superpower as opposed to a celebrity brand, said the brand's co-founder, Kate Foster Langill. But can they just be honest with themselves? Every single piece of marketing has pictures of Scarlett Johansson. Every single piece. This is a celebrity brand. Mm-hmm. This is not an indie brand with a superpower. <laughs> hmm This is a skincare brand that is leveraging Scarlett Johansson. So in your analysis, like the, if there's a pie of messaging and marketing, like they're not even splitting it halfway between talking about Scarlett and talking about the brand. Like every piece of messaging I've consumed has really been about Scarlett's point of view. Right. And it feels like, remember when we had the, you had the joke about magnetic poetry. It's like kind of like magnetic poetry of skincare where it was like using drunk elephant, clean and clinical and, you know, like all this stuff. And now it's saying French pharmacy, which if you know skincare, you also know that like French pharmacy is not clean, like decidedly uses par, you know, maybe not parabens, but like it has fragrance. Like it's not considered clean beauty, like the the embryo leases of the world that has mineral oil, I'm 99% sure. This is why I hate the term clean beauty. And they're saying it's not a celebrity brand, but it is. And it's not. And it's a clean brand. And it's a mm-hmm. French pharmacy brand. And it's like, okay, are you trying to be a French European luxury skincare brand? Or are you trying to be like a drunk elephant? Or are you trying to be like a JLo beauty? Like, what are we? Where are we? What are we doing? Let's talk about another Hollywood blonde. Oh, I'm, I cannot wait. Margot Robbie. The first pictures from the set of Barbie, the live action movie about the doll, have emerged. 
Margot Robbie as Barbie. I didn't realize this, but do you know that fucking Ryan Gosling is playing Ken? I think I did read that. To me, like, that is the best cat. Like, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling as Ken and Barbie. I think his face is not Ken enough. He's too, like, rugged looking to me. I can just see, like, Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, like, the electricity between them. Oh, of course. Of course. Agree. Just, like, them as a couple, as, like, a doll couple or whatever will be so good. I don't know anything about the movie. And and it's because when I heard it announced that they were even making it and that Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling were starring in it, it immediately made me nervous because Barbie is such a big deal. And this is like such a big deal movie that I'm just nervous on the final execution. I want it to be good. But does that ever happen to you with movies? Yeah, Some yeah, movies yeah. I'm like, I know this is going to be good. I can't wait for this to come out. I mean, they're doing everything that they can to hedge their bets or whatever. Like Greta Gerwig, who directed Lady Bird, is directing the Barbie movie. Okay, so see, I didn't like Lady Bird. I didn't. Oh, I did. I think she's a good storyteller, like a good auteur. You didn't like it at all? I don't think I'm allowed to like talk about how I didn't like Lady Bird. <laughs> Why not? Because I feel like sometimes, I feel like there's like pieces of media that if you don't like it, then what does that say about your views on women? Yeah. Do you I not don't support women? What, what does that I don't, say? You know I what guess I mean? You, yeah, you don't support women. It's like the other one that I didn't like that I feel like you're supposed to like is... 20th century women with Elle Fanning and Annette Benning, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Yeah. Greta Gerwig. I don't know. This is, that's on you. But all I can say is thank God Amy Schumer dropped out of the Barbie movie because. Was she supposed to play Barbie? Yeah. She was supposed to play Barbie, which I think is funny. Apparently she like wanted to play her as an inventor and her whole take on Barbie was, I think, too different from what probably Mattel and the studio wanted to me like there's something very subversive about Margot Robbie like she was so good in I Tanya. she was Harley Quinn like yes she's beautiful and she looks like a Barbie but there is something a little twisted in her I think it's because she's Australian like there just is like that little in the way that like Nicole Kidman or Naomi Watts have a, an ability to play something really dark I think Margot Robbie is it must be because the toilet flushes the other way how did this movie come together then? Did they not have a script first? It's just been developed with Mattel. I mean, I bet the IP has been like swimming around for a long time. She was supposed to play the lead in Barbie in 2016. And then she dropped out. Producing movies is fascinating to me. Yeah, it was just I think they they didn't they didn't see eye to eye on what the movie should be. Which I think is fine because I love Amy Schumer. But like her whole like <laughs> shtick about sort of like turning feminism on its head. Like, did you see I Feel Pretty? It's where maybe, like she basically, maybe. it's like a freaky I, Friday, but she wakes up and she thinks she's thin and Emily pretty. Emily Ratajkowski? Yeah, with Emily Ratajkowski. I think I watched it on a plane, but I think it was on Columbus. But it got, it was like very divisive because some people felt like it wasn't, it like didn't hit the mark of what it said it was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think it's better to kind of keep politics out of it and let two really good actors who I just think will have such good chemistry do it. So I'm very excited about that. I remain nervous. <laughs> okay, you remain a little skeptical. But you know what other movie I didn't really like? <laughs> what? That I know you liked. La what? La Land. I didn't like La La Land. Really? M- no. Mr. Musical Theater over here didn't like La La Land? No, I, I thought it was like so silly and like ding dong. Okay, thank God. Well, we're not so different after all. 
here we have our first non-blonde topic of the day, which is that Victoria's Secret Beauty came out with their first bilingual campaign with Camila Cabello. And it is for their fragrance bombshell. And it's a picture of Camila and it says, Hay una bombshell en cada una de nosotros, which means there's a bombshell in all of us. All of us. I love like the PR statements. For me, being a bombshell is being exactly who you are and having the courage to celebrate who you are every day. Cabello added in a statement, I'm excited to join Victoria's Secret in embracing the bombshell in every woman. Um, okay. Do you remember at Into the Gloss how it was like a dirty secret that men just love Victoria's Secret fragrances? And so like really chic women that we would interview would sometimes like be like, I wear Victoria's Secret angel dust. <laughs> yeah. Like I've gotten pretty deep recently into like fragrantica.com and like fragrance Reddit and like fragrance TikTok. Ooh, I and love that store that we went to in LA. Oh, what was it called? Scent Bar. Lucky it's Scent? incredible. Oh, well, the oh. website's Lucky Scent, but the, the store itself is called Scent Bar. But what I find interesting is that there are devotees of like Britney Spears's Curious Fragrance. Kate Young, a reader of the podcast, is obsessed with Ariana Grande Cloud. Like there are some of these celebrity or sort of like thought to be like kind of cheesy fragrances that do what they try to do really well. Like if it's like a berry or a gourmand thing, like yeah, because they have the same people working on them that make the Le Labo. Exactly. So like they're actually well-made, well-composed. Some of them are probably really, really wonderful for what they are, right? So if you want something that smells like red raspberries and champagne, like that's what it's going to smell like. But I mean, I'm really into Tom Ford Bitter Peach, which is a really gourmand, really intense peach I liked that inspired one fragrance. Ugh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know who has really good fragrances right now too? Can we say it at the same time? One, two, three. Dries Gucci. Van Noten. <laughs> Interesting. Is the Dries fragrance new? <gasps> they just launched <gasps> uh, Beauty and Fragrance. I went to the store oh, to smell the them all. One is better than the next. I bought the sampler platter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're very my taste, which is like kind of mixing floral and woods okay. to varying degrees. But they are so good. Mm. Oh, I love the packaging. Oh, yeah, I the packaging these. is incredible. You can buy a sampler platter for like 60 bucks on the website. Ooh, the molded paper. Oh, yeah. so good. And I believe that, is it Loewe or is it Dries that allows you to like get a $60 credit if you buy a full size? I forget which one that is. And then I have one other fragrance piece of news, which is that Costa Brazil, Francisco Costa's beauty brand, just launched Mm -hmm. their first scent, which is called Aroma. And I just got it. And it's also incredible. It's in this like really cool wooden cube of a bottle. And it smells to me predominantly of Beru Beru resin, which is like this Brazilian incense resin that smells kind of ambery, kind of smoky. It's incredible. It's funny that they launched it spring summer because to me it feels like a very warm fall winter fragrance, but I think it's really excellent. Ooh, I'm really am getting more into fragrances and maybe it's you. I love them. I'm in some really good fragrance Facebook groups. It's called Fragrance Junkies. For so long I had bad luck with fragrances. 
I even actually had bad luck. I went with my friend who's a face of Gucci to the Gucci store and he gets a discount. So he got me some perfume. Are you talking about like the oat perfumery Gucci or like Gucci Guilty or like the stuff you get at Macy's? No, no, no. The new stuff. The apothecary looking stuff. Mm-hmm. With the with the new. Oh, my God. I got so much Gucci. Did we talk about this yet? I got so much Gucci makeup. I haven't even had a chance to make my way through it. And I also have a scoop. Did you know that Gucci's owned by Cody? You did? Yeah, good, no. Well, the licensee cosmetics. for Gucci fragrance But also is Cody. cosmetics. Cody oh, does really? their cosmetics as well. I didn't know mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. The fragrances are so, so, so good. You should just go and decide for yourself, though, if you live next to a Gucci store and can go smell them. They're really, really, really well done. Um, oh, hmm. should we do product of the week? Or what yes. do you have more stories? No, no. That's all we got. My product of the week was going to be the Dries fragrances. If you love fragrance and you like interesting, sort of like hard to pinpoint, you know, what category they're in, whether they're aromatic or floral, buy the sampler platter. There's three different sampler platters you can get on the website. Like one I think is a more masculine, one is a more feminine, and then there's one that has them all. But you won't be disappointed. They're called discovery sets. And there's two for 40, one that's fresh and bright, and one that is probably like the more woody, smoky one. And then, yeah, the other one it has them all for 60 bucks. My only complaint is that they don't have little, I mean, this is actually probably better for the environment, but they don't have sprayers on the little 2ml samples. They're like a little like cork, like a little uh, plastic cork. Mm. So they're harder to like apply but it's probably better because they don't have all that componentry mixed plastics and metals. I started getting into atomizers, like buying like the empty for travel. There's great stuff out there, like vintage stuff, designer stuff, like Celine makes them. It's just the atomizer and you can add whatever you want into it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Okay. I have two fashion things to make up for the fact that I don't have a beauty thing this week. Is that okay? Mm, Yeah. You've done fashion. Before. Nick, yeah, you did yeah. a fucking I've, I've done uh, pressure cooker. <laughs> That's all, probably all I talk about is the pressure cooker. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to get your immediate reaction because so far the reactions have been not good. As in <laughs> the one person that saw them, my boyfriend thinks that they're like hideous. Okay. I can't wait. Oh, they are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> metallic. Red slip on ballet point shoes is what I would call them with like the ribbons, like crisscrossing ribbons. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. They're like Dorothy Oof. from Wizard of Oz and ballet point shoes had a little baby. Where does one purchase these? I wandered into Simone Rocha's store in Soho last week and I saw these on the floor and I just had to have them. I don't know. They were so cute. I don't wear, I don't even wear flats. I don't even wear, I need shoes that breathe because I have like foot problems. (laughs) But I made the exception for these ballet flats, which normally like ballet flats are not for me, not my lifestyle. I'm short. I have wide feet. Again, I need like circulation. And yeah, here we are. I listen I want you to do you and you to express yourself. I would have been happier if they were from like Steve Madden and we had like bought into the trend at a much lower price point. Mm, I can't do that. 
But I also understand that. And it's not like a snobby thing. If I buy something, I like keep it for so long. I, yeah, I just don't know if those are going to stand the test of time. They're also, they're basically Dorothy's slippers if they were in, what's that movie with Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis? Black Swan. And who wouldn't want that? So if someone wants to buy these, where can they find them besides the Simone Rocha store? I don't know. But I think she makes a version of these flats every, probably every season. Oh, thank God. I've seen some of them on, you know, a certain resale site that please please don't buy them before I can in a size eight. Just go to her website and you buy them there. Listen, some of her stuff is fucking insane. It's not really my style. Like the little girl like goes it's to- It's like fluffy. Place dress. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of tool, lots of fake pearls. I guess they, oh, they do have shoes. One second. Let me see. A lot of the shoes are insane. Some would argue that these are also insane. Oh, they're called the Round Toe Crisscross Ballerina Pump. Don't worry. They also come in metallic lilac. Oh, you know what? I think I got the special store version because they don't have them on the website in red. Ay, ay, ay. You said you had you said you had two products. Oh, yes. Oh my god. Do you know the brand The Last Line? It's a Yes, it's a jewelry brand, yeah. What do you think about it? I don't know anything about it. It's kind of like colorful uh It's basically like, like entry if, level fine jewelry. Yeah, it's like if Claire's made fine jewelry. I think this yeah. is what it would look like. My friend and former colleague Olivia Van Eiderstein is obsessed with them. Or I don't know. I won't I will actually won't claim that she's obsessed with them, but I, she turned me on to them. Some of the stuff is like maybe too cute for my taste, but if you like really understated diamonds, I don't know, that are more fun and not boring for whatever reason. And they also make randomly table settings, which are like pretty cute. They're again, like maybe some of them are a little bit more over the top for me. I'm not so colorful in my real life, but you're literally wearing ruby red. I know, but like, look at the rest the rest of my outfit shoes. is like American apparel trousers that I've had since college that are like gray but they used to be black and a black sweater yeah fair. so let me have a little fun nick anyway they make these really cute little earrings that you buy as singles that are shaped like fruit and let me send you a link so you can see they're so freaking cute and i know it sounds so basic but it's cuter than basic i don't know and they give you the little jewelry and little drug baggies. <laughs> oh, that's cute. It's just, it's so saccharine, like sweet and cute that, I don't know, it just got me. You can't like not like it. They are so cute. I like them. And they're also like to buy into this, like $325. Oh, it's for a single one. <laughs> it's for a single. But it's like, they have like a little lemon with the yeah, little Yeah, they're leaf. really cute. It's cool that they're like gemstones. They're like orange agate. And pink opal. Yeah, they're not like glass or plastic. They're Yeah. Oh, they're really cute. And all their metals that they use are not, I don't think they even use like plated. Everything is gold, white gold, black gold. I don't even think they use silver, but I could be wrong. Anyway, check them out. Cute little store. I'm into it. It's thisisthelast.com. Ooh, they need to get a better website URL. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard URL. Google them. The Last Line LA is what it's called. So freaking cute. And they were so sweet in the store. Everybody was so sweet. I don't know. It just was a nice little shopping day. That's beautiful for you. And with that, I think we we did it. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a lawyer who's going to shed a little bit of extra light on the Amber Heard. Our continued coverage of the Amber <laughs> Our continued Johnny. coverage of the Amber Heard Johnny Depp lawsuit and the ways in which it intersects with the beauty industry 
As always, Eyewitness Beauty is produced by Jasmine Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our theme music is by Danny Presant, and our cover art was by Simon Abronowitz. You can support us by going to our Patreon. Just look up Eyewitness Beauty on Patreon and we'll be there. We accept, you know, monthly contributions of all sizes <laughs> to help with the production and solely the production of this podcast. Or if you don't want to give us money, you can just go to our Instagram and follow us there and like our stuff. Rate us and tell your friends about us. That really, that really helps. Oh yeah. Actually, okay, hold on. Homework this week, if you will, is just link your friend to the podcast and be like, oh, you should listen to this podcast. Because we're, <laughs> we're trying to grow, you know? Yeah, exactly. Love you and we'll see you next week. Bye.